Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through the Gospel of Luke again, but before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we acknowledge that we are totally dependent upon you by your Holy Spirit in order to benefit from your word. And so we pray that as we look to the teaching of Christ, as it's presented to us in the gospel, that you would give us eyes to see and behold wonderful things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9, picking up at verse 1. And he called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all demons, and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went throughout the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see him. Twelve disciples sent on a ministry on a mission trip for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been following Jesus' ministry quite closely. We've been looking at his preaching. We've been thinking about his healing, his overcoming the devil. And now we are introduced to Jesus sending out his 12 disciples on his behalf to do his ministry. What sort of ministry, what sort of mission were the disciples of Christ to fulfill? Let me point out a few things to you. Firstly, their ministry was to be a ministry of power. And so Jesus says, or Luke tells us, I should say, that he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And then a little bit down in verse 2, that they went out to heal. And then in verse 6, that they were healing everywhere. The disciples were sent forth with the same authority of Christ in order to do the same work as Christ. Now, immediately we often run into an error when reading this text. It's one that we've already seen in the Gospel of Luke, one we've seen in other devotions, and that's the danger of automatically assuming that whatever applies to the apostles, the disciples, applies to us. And so frequently, I've heard, and maybe you have too, people say, well, the disciples were sent forth with power to heal, and therefore so are we. The problem is, we are not the twelve apostles or disciples. We are not the people that Jesus is speaking to. Yes, there is application here for us, but we're not them. They were given and called to a specific ministry that you and I are not. We are in a different part of the redemptive story. And so we must understand the text differently. Yes, they were called and given authority to go forth and clean house, for lack of a better word. 
you and I are not. Yes, we are called to go under the authority of Christ and fulfill ministry. Yes, we are to go and pray for people and seek to see God's kingdom come here upon earth. But we are not apostles. We are not chosen disciples in the same sense that Jesus' disciples in this moment were. So we must be very careful and how we apply this text to ourselves. Luke was not recording this so that Theophilus would think to himself, well, I guess I need to go and be like the disciples and cast out evil spirits. No, Luke was writing to the Theophilus to remind him and prove to him that Jesus Christ was the Savior, is the Savior, and always will be the Savior of the world. And so, He's highlighting the saving power of Christ. It was so great that it wouldn't just go forth from him, but it would go forth from his chosen spokespeople as well. And so Luke, writing under the authority of the Holy Spirit, is recommending the gospel to Theophilus. So they went forth in power and authority to heal and fulfill the same ministry as Christ. But they also went forth to proclaim and preach. So, he says in verse 2, he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. And down in verse 6, they departed and went through the villages preaching the gospel. Not only were they to heal people and make people well, but they were to proclaim the gospel of Christ. And though you and I don't have the same authority as the disciples did, we, didn't have, we don't have the same inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we do have the same gospel. And we too are to proclaim the gospel. Though we cannot proclaim it in the exact same way, if you're a preacher, you preach the gospel as it's found in the word of God, but you're not going to record revelations of God like the apostles did. But you are to proclaim the gospel of Christ. And even if you're not a preacher, you are to gossip the gospel. You are to share the gospel. You are to share what has been entrusted to you in the word of God in every place you find yourself. Thirdly, the disciples were to go forth in a spirit of dependence. This was to be a dependent ministry. And so Jesus says, take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. Jesus wanted the disciples to entrust themselves wholeheartedly into their father's care. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. And he's patterning the ministry for the disciples of himself. And they would go and do this very same thing when they left under the unction of the Holy Spirit after Pentecost. They would go from place to place preaching the gospel. But in this moment, they were to do it in a very specific way. In the same way that Jesus was to have nowhere to lay his head, so too were the disciples. Why? Because they were going forth on behalf of Christ. And so they had to look and act and smell just like Jesus Christ. But notice, fourthly, they are to fulfill a ministry of judgment. And so in verse 5, wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. It reminds us a whole lot of Jesus saying, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. Why? Because if I did these miracles in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented in ashes and dust, 
but you have these miracles and don't repent. He comes with the message of the gospel and with power and they reject him. So he leaves judgment upon them. And the disciples were to do likewise. They were to follow in their master's footsteps. And you know, the church is the same, isn't it? The church comes with healing in its wings, declaring the mystery and glory of Christ. But to those who reject the ministry of Christ through the church, they too receive the judgment of God upon them. Why? Because they did not receive the gospel of God's grace when it came. They did not receive the visitation that had been sent upon it. But notice one more thing. And that's the powerful effect of this ministry. As the disciples go forth, proclaiming the kingdom of God, acting and healing and power and casting out demons, as they go from place to place, looking and smelling like Jesus, as they faithfully fulfill the ministry entrusted to them, it has a powerful effect. And so we get this wee little story of Herod. I wonder if you felt like it was just a bit weird and rammed in here. No, it's the evidence of the fact that the ministry that these disciples worked really worked. Notice that Herod was perplexed. Why? Because he heard all about it. He heard. Everyone heard. Everyone was speaking about it. It's interesting, isn't it? Jesus does all this ministry, and we don't hear anything about Herod, really. We don't hear this response from Herod until the twelve get sent forward. And it's a picture. It's a picture of the fact that as the disciples of Christ go forward, they will impact the world. But in what way will they impact the world? Well, verse 9. He sought to see him. Now we know that Herod doesn't seek to see Jesus because he wants to be a believer. But notice he doesn't seek to see the disciples. He seeks to see Jesus. Everyone's talking about the ministry that these disciples have just done. And what they want is to see Jesus. And I wonder if you see Luke's subtle point here for Theophilus and for you and I. The ministry of the disciples of Christ is to point people back to Christ. That took on a very specific format for the twelve disciples, but the same truth is relevant for all of us. We are to cling closely to the ministry of Christ, to perform it the way he's given it to us, and thereby, by being faithful, point people not to us, but to Jesus. And there will be a direct connection between how well people receive and understand the ministry of Christ and how well we faithfully fulfill it and point people back to our master. Our goal is not to create the ministry of Logan or the ministry of your church, but the ministry of Jesus Christ, so that sinners ultimately come face to face with Christ himself. Luke didn't want Theophilus to think, wow, isn't Luke an amazing gospel writer? But rather, wow, isn't Jesus amazing? I wish that I could see him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this reminder that the church of Jesus Christ is to faithfully proclaim Christ and fulfill the ministry of Christ so that everyone would see and love Christ. 
Help us to be faithful to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.